I'm not an investor. People always tell me, you should have your money working for you. I decided, I'll do the work. I'm going to let the money relax. You know what I mean? Because you send your money out there working for you. A lot of times, it gets fired. You go back there, what happened? I had my money. It was here. It was working for me. Yeah, I remember your money. Showing up late, taking time off. We had to let him go. And we're back. Episode five of season yep. one of Seinfeld. It is the stock tip. It is the season finale of Seinfeld. They thought they were done after this. They thought they didn't have to do anything else. Because Little nobody liked know. it. That, that they had to do 175 <laughs> more of them. And folks at home, we, we're thinking the same thing. We're thinking we're almost done with shelf life. Season and then we're going to have to do 2,000 more. Oh, great. I mean, yeah, think, about th- think about this, Rachel. <laughs> when we're done with this, we will only have 175 more Seinfeld episodes to do. Yeah. Much, yeah, much less true. the list of everything else we have built Movies, up so far. Comic books. Wrestling, video games. Video wrestling. games. Potato chips. That's popcorn. true. Potato chips could be a big one. Well, popcorn. That's a big episode right there. That's a big episode. That's a big episode. I don't know how we're going to do that episode, but we're going to do it we're gonna do it there's gonna be a lot of crunching so if you like asmr popcorn sounds i think you're gonna enjoy that episode (laughs) so this episode aired on june 21st 1990 as the finale to the season it was written by larry david and jerry seinfeld directed by tom Tronis. rachel what is the synopsis for the stock tip so the basic plot for this one, because I feel like it's really simple to, like, explain what these do in a sentence, yeah, is that George and Jerry get a tip to put invest money into a stock, and shenanigans happen. So, like, going up and down type of thing. But there's also this small subplot happening where Elaine is allergic to a cat that her boyfriend has. <laughs> That is a very small subplot. But I feel like it's also happening in tandem. Like, she could care less about the rest of them. She has her oh, sure. own story happening. Yes, so we have, like, be, yes. the parallel stories happening in this yes, episode. Yes, maybe the first time we have a little bit of a parallel story going on, you think? I think so. It feels they, more at least evolved. They didn't, know, they didn't know what to do for Elaine in this one. Because Kramer's <laughs> not in it much at all. That's true. That's also true. Yeah, I mean, this is any folks at home that are some junior investors or uh, maybe some uh, some Reddit investors or whatever, Robin you know, you Hood got that investors, Bitcoin. day traders. Uh, maybe there's some day traders that listen oh, yeah, to us get, while they trade. Did you get in on that GameStop stuff? I mean, hey. Yeah, maybe maybe we're uh, <laughs> maybe they're listening to us for tips. This is this <laughs> don't is listen one of those to me episodes. for tips. Don't listen to either of us for tips. I hate the stock market. I know nothing. It's, it's just a giant gambling rig. But if you're into that, this is the episode for you. Learn some stock tips. Learn how stocks were traded in 1990 when you had to wait for the paper to come out to see if your <laughs> stock went up or down. This is true. There's not an app for that. There's not even like a phone service for That's that. also true. <laughs> Nowadays, you can trade every minute of every day whenever you right. want. I mean, that's what's made it a lot, well... We'll get into that when we could do a, an episode more 
geared toward the stock market. Um, but... We're going to have to get a, another person for that one. I'll just sit in the background, I think. <laughs> well, it, it, it's, it's, it's definitely changed because of how accessible it is. Right. Now, but in this episode, you learn how, you, you know, maybe you need a tip. Maybe you need somebody tell you about insider something. Insider trading. A little bit of insider <laughs> trading. I know that term. So we start with the stand-up, and it is about getting a check at the end of the meal. And the idea is that you don't really care about the price of anything while you're at the dinner, while you're, at, while you're eating, right. because you're having fun. But then when you get the check at the end of the meal, you're like, whoa. What? <laughs> so... How much fun uh, did the, we actually have? It's the sticker shock, of course. And uh, sure, I never do. I never think that because I am so cheap. I'm always thinking about the price of my uh, whatever I'm ordering. That's yeah, why I, 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 the same that's thing why I use coupons and on fast food apps a lot and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get that cheap. deal. You know gotta that free taco. You know you gotta, gotta make get sure that deal. You, you gotta get that free taco. If they don't give it to you, you go back. Right, yes, Kevin. That's, well, I, I didn't, I, I didn't, get... yes, that's right. I interrupted one of Rachel's shows shouting about how I didn't get a free taco recently. And, uh, it was bullshit, quite frankly. Oof. I did get that free milkshake though. Did you see that free milkshake that I got? I did. I saw that free milkshake. I got a picture of that. Yeah. It was pretty good. It wasn't bad. I thought it was going to be like a little one and it wasn't. It was the full, full Monty. Lots of whipped cream on it and everything. Yeah, that's nice. So anyway, the first, (laughs) it starts, the episode starts and we get the first discussion about Superman. Not to be the last discussion about Superman on Seinfeld, of course, but it's the first discussion. I never, I don't know where the, the illusion that Superman is brought up in every episode comes from, because that's not the case at all. It's not. We haven't talked about Superman at all. He talked about Batman in the last episode. He talked about Batman. I'm not even positive if they're at the point where Superman is on his fridge. He's got the Superman... Symbol. Like a picture, and he's got. He eventually gets the statue, but not right. yet. So, no. I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure where that came from. But this is the first discussion of Superman, and Jerry thinks that Superman has got to have a good sense of humor, and George thinks he doesn't have a good sense of humor because why would he? He's never heard him say anything funny, and it's one of those discussions where it, it's just how nerdy. George and Jerry are, they're talking about, you know, Superman. You know, they're talking about a fictional character and the uh, actions he would be taking or the personality he actually has and stuff he would do outside of what the comics usually show. That's right. Which nowadays is commonplace. I mean, this is, there are YouTube channels dedicated to this shit. There's podcasts dedicated to it. There are podcasts dedicated (laughs) to it. But at the time, I can't imagine it being on television of just having this random conversation about nothing. Right. Very much in line with the show. Well, I I think Superman probably has a very good sense of humor. I never heard him say anything really funny. But it's common sense. He's got super strength, super speed. I'm sure he's got super humor. I think that, but you... Either you're born with a sense of humor or you're not. It's not going to change. Even if you go from the red sun of Krypton all the way to the yellow sun of the Earth. Why? Why would that one area of his mind not be affected by the yellow sun of the Earth? I don't know, but he ain't funny. I wrote that the coloring looks older than the previous episodes. I don't know what I mean by that. It looks like, I guess it kind of like sucked the color out a little bit. 
Yeah. So it's it kind of looks... This episode looks grayer than right. some of the, the previous episodes. Yeah, the saturation is uh, lower in these episodes, like, in this episode. I, I wonder think. if that's... I wonder if it's because of the subject matter or because later on it's supposed to be raining constantly, so they want it to look kind of more dour. Oh, maybe. That's possible. I don't know if it's a stylistic choice or if we're full of it and it doesn't seem that way, but it does seem to be saturated a little bit differently. Or so maybe Elaine... they were just, they weren't really paying attention when they were wearing <laughs> Yeah, it could be a total accident. It could be right. a total accident. But here on Shelf Life, this is what we do. We overanalyze it. So Elaine comes in. She's late for lunch. She was looking for a grape she dropped in the kitchen. I mean, I guess if you don't want ants, you gotta gotta find that grape, right? I guess so. I'm sure if you looked at my kitchen floor right now, there's going to be a crumb or two. Where would the grape have gone, though? See, the thing is, (laughs) well, but because if you live in, in a place where you can go in between the stove and the cabinet. Oh, of course, yes, yeah. I guarantee you there's food in mine in well, yeah, that crack. you gotta move that, you gotta clean that. Yeah. There's no way, there's there's no way there's not food between that crack. Stop saying that. <laughs> Stop, Stop saying, saying it like that. that. So the guy that she is going out with has two cats, and she's allergic. Yes. So she is kind of debating about what to do about the fact that he has these cats. And this is the Elaine... Where she hasn't gone full misanthropic and nihilist yet, as yeah. she does in the later episodes. So she still cares about animals, and she still wants to try to work this out because right. she's allergic to the cats. I like the callback to them talking to each other about dating that we get in the stakeout, because Jerry goes to talk about, like, oh, well, I've, I'm seeing this girl, and Elaine says the name of the girl, Vanessa, or whatever it is. and Vanessa. <laughs> yeah, and Jerry's like, yes. Thank you. So like, like it's it's a little awkward, but they're both like, oh yeah, right. We talked. We talked We're other allowed about to do now. this. Yes. Yeah. Right. Because it is kind of like he didn't want to bring her name up, but he, he wanted to bring up the topic. Right. And Elaine's like, and she goes, yeah, Vanessa. Name. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, and Jerry is thinking about asking to go away for a couple of days on a trip with her, and George thinks it's a terrible idea. Because they haven't been going out for more than a month. It's a big step. You know, yeah. that, that weekend trip with somebody, I think, is a big step. I am surprised that Jerry would do this because... It, it kind of seems out of character a bit. Yeah, he's not the type of guy that would, I think, a month into a relationship, be like, oh yeah, let's go on a vacation together. Right. Unless he, maybe he really likes her. I guess he really likes her. I mean, she seemed very nice in the stakeout. So I suppose that that could be a factor. He just seems so much like, no, this would be months before I would spend more than a few hours with you. That kind of, like me, that kind of thought. (laughs) But he's decided to do this. So he really does like her. And Elaine is doing this thing where she's trying to make the spoon stay on her nose yes. while we're having this discussion. Is she just doing this as herself or is she doing this as a character thing? It's hilarious <laughs> to me. I feel it like it's be... something I would do where I just pick up something random and start playing with it. I wrote down that this conversation sounds very real. It feels very real. It's it sounds so very relaxed. Real. Yeah, they're so relaxed. They're so just nonchalant about everything, too. It does feel very real. And Elaine actually brings up this idea to take her on this trip to Vermont. There's this place where she was telling them about to go in Vermont. 
So George is looking at stocks in the paper. Yes. That doesn't happen anymore, like we talked about, but he's, I'm sure the stocks are still in the paper. Do you think stocks are still in the paper? Yeah, of course. If they got to be, right? There's got to be. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, I don't get the newspaper, but I would imagine. I don't get a paper delivered to my house either. I, I kind of want to I feel kind of bad that I don't do that. Yeah. yeah, now I feel like I should. Yeah. Hmm. Look into that. Yeah. <laughs> but he sees a stock that looks good, and a friend heard about it. And this friend told him that it's a new technique for televising opera, which I think they were just, like, that does sound like they were trying to find something that sounds ridiculously stupid that <laughs> would, for some reason, make money. Right. It's been going up, according to George, and they're putting money into it. And George decides that he's going to invest 5000 and then quite a bit. That's quite a bit. Yeah, and then he kind of goes back because he's like ten thousand, no, five thousand. And then he decides <laughs> that between George and Jerry, they will both put in twenty five hundred. So they'll kind of go in, get on, go in it together almost. Sure. So the next scene is Vanessa and Jerry at a drugstore. Jerry is talking about how all the people at the movies talking kind of ruined it for him so they must have went to the movies before this mm-hmm. and she says well why didn't you do anything and he's like well what am i supposed to do i gave him the half turn i gave him the <laughs> eye roll so this comes up oh, later this, in this seinfeld is incredibly too. relatable sorry but yeah uh in the episode where george does the opposite and and we'll talk about it there too i'm sure we'll repeat this but should we tell the folks? Because you and I go to the movies together all the time. That's where we thing. do. We absolutely do. So, do you have any opinions on giving somebody the half turn, the eye roll, the full turn? I'll let you. I'll let you. Oh, I'll let man. you tell when, if I when give you, you thought... the full turn, I'm at my limit at that point, man. <laughs> the last movie we went to see, yeah, we, we were being big and brave. We went out during the pandemic. Yes to go see the movie we went at our usual time not our usual time we went about an hour earlier than usual yes we go very late that was a problem it was we should have gone at our usual time when everyone else is sleeping we go see a movie and there were people on their phone oh my god there were people on our phone all around us i get that because talking constantly getting up and down and standing just standing in the seats they brought in McDonald's. You oh, my it. God. <laughs> and I get that people aren't used to being in a fucking theater anymore. But if you want to show up to the fucking theater, act like <laughs> a fucking adult and sit there and watch the goddamn movie. Yes, you're not in your own house. You're not on your own couch right now. There's other so, people around I you. I mean, this is relatable. We try to let it slide most of the time. And sometimes time. you can. Sometimes they only do it for a minute and then they're done. But when uh, you so, miss the first 20 minutes of a movie because people won't shut up and get off of their phones, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't handle it. We don't do the half turn or the eye roll because we always pick the last row, the, the, the furthest row to the back. Yes. And we do that strategically because of the stadium seating. In the old days, they didn't always have stadium seatings. And so I'm sure true. there's still locations that don't have stadium seating. So you, you kind of get like the middle. You get the middle instead. But... I, I've never done... I don't think I've ever done the half-turn eye roll, but I, I did... did I never did... do an eye roll. I usually have my eyes staring straight at them, trying to make eye contact. 
I did. Do I want them an, to know that I'm like in what this are you particular doing? screening. I did take my phone out and I shone the flashlight on them. Well, they were taking a selfie. They were <laughs> yes. taking selfies. It was okay. Now let me explain this part. It wasn't during the previews. Yeah, they were annoying during the previews and they were annoying before all of that. It was during the actual movie, these people were taking selfies and laughing very loudly. They weren't even paying attention to the movie. And mind you, this was a movie that was available at home for 30 extra dollars. So they didn't have to be fucking there. <laughs> to make a um, long story short, though, we did end up going to Yeah, another, we just went to the next. We, we the went next and asked and we got our tickets out for another. But... I think a, a better story... I hit my limit. I think a better story is one where I did say something. Oh Do my you... god. This was the best thing ever. It was incredibly embarrassing, but it was phenomenal. He okay. put the fucking phone away. Oh, he did. He and did. I didn't. And I didn't get shot, which was what, what oh I god. should have been thinking about. Because it was a full theater. Okay, so that we were... Slogan. Do you want I to think say it was apocalypse? It was an oh, X Men apocalypse. It was a no, movie no, no, no. It was Wolverine. About. It was it was Wolverine. It was an old man Logan. It was yes, it was. Man. It was old man Logan. Okay, hundred percent. Because no, it no, was, no. I will tell you because I, I know can tell you the was. exact scene. No, I can tell you the exact scene. It was a quiet ass scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, it was when Magneto turns and goes, "Who the fuck are you?" Because no. the X-Men are trying to find him or something. Or Apocalypse is found. No, I, I disagree. I, I'm pretty sure this was... I'm pretty sure this was Old Man Logan. Okay, in any event. Because it was like a... It was a moment, right? Anyway, so we were at a movie. It was a, it was a, it was a comic book movie. And we got it got to... During the entire movie, there was a kid all the way at the bottom of the stadium seating who kept taking his phone out and it was on the brightest setting and it was white screens. So it was very noticeable, very obvious. We got to a point in the movie, it's dead silent. The entire theater is full. Kid pulls out his phone. Kevin yells, put the damn phone away. I think I, and I, I think swear I just yelled, to God, you startled. off your phone. Oh, that's what it I was. think that's all I said. It was turn off your phone, and the the theater was a collectively clenched gasp. their anus. Oh my god, there was a gasp. There were people who like turned. I'm sitting to the side, like, oh god, something's gonna happen. I think they were afraid of you. I think so. Quite too. honest, yeah, I think they were afraid of me. <laughs> I do not recommend doing that because nowadays, oh, Lord no, knows dangerous. what could it's happen dangerous. to you. I won't ever do that again. But I don't think we were the only people who were annoyed by it. No, but just go get an usher. Just go get the usher. Yeah, the ushers. Like, that's don't, their job. Don't do, don't do what Donnie don't does. <laughs> but it was, I, it gave us a good story because it oh went, turned God, it off was your phone. And, and it like immediately went, like the second oh, I gone. started saying it, it was gone. It was like, a, oh shit, I'm going to get shot. That's what... <laughs> Uh, so, so anyway, Jerry gave him the half turn and the eye roll, but if it was us, problem is we don't, this is why we only go with each other and not with like normal people because we oh, would, yeah. normal people would be like, no, just sit here. We'll just watch the movie. It's fine. We're like, no, we're going to go to the, not, we're at the nine o'clock showing. No, we're going to the 1030 showing. <laughs> we're we're going to swap out our fucking tickets. Yes. 
I, um, you know what? Yes, exactly. I need to enjoy the experience. The whole point of going to the theater is to enjoy the experience and watch so, a movie and have fun. So anyway. God damn it. So anyway. <laughs> I feel angry now. That's announcement for this episode. Can Vanessa thinks that, that Vanessa thinks the trip that going on the trip is a bad idea. He wants to, though. He really thinks that it's taking their relationship to phase two. I don't think it's phase two. This is phase three I think or it's four. like three or four. Yeah. Yeah. Phase two is you're having a date at one of your apartments. Like you ordered in. And like yeah. you're watching a movie at your apartment or your house or whatever. Right. Or even like an overnight stay at an apartment. Or whoa, house. whoa, whoa. At least phase two there. Well, because other... Well, okay, but this one is an overnight over That's the true. weekend. No, yeah, out right. On like a vacation. So yes. yeah, you must have done an overnight at home before first. Yes. That's true. So in my opinion... This is at least a phase three or four. I just do. I think it's weird that he wants to do this. He can't have thought it was a good idea. And he would never do this in future seasons. Oh, and no. maybe that's maybe, maybe that's, that's why. why. Maybe there's some, yeah, maybe there's some character development here. Of why he's so picky about his girlfriends. Right. So Kramer comes into the apartment later and mocks Jerry because the stock is down again. And Kramer's like, I told you, I told you not to do it. It's fallen again. And it's, this I thought was out of character. He says, I told you not to do it, but when did you tell him not to do it? (laughs) (laughs) I guess in between some time has passed. It must have been, yeah. George calls and tells Jerry the guy who's supposed to tell them when to sell is in the hospital. And Kramer just smiles at this. Kramer is enjoying the schadenfreude of jerry and george buying this thing right so george calls he says this so then we end up they're at the cleaners and it's been some more time and they still don't know if they're supposed to sell this or not and jerry's like i'm selling i'm selling i'm a nervous wreck i'm going on this weekend trip i can't do this i'm selling sure and He's not, he's just not cut out for investing. That's what he says, which is true, at least in my opinion. If you're someone that's like as safe with your money as Jerry is, you invest, if you're going to invest, invest for the long term. You know what I mean? Realize it's going to go up and down and just kind of let it sit there and don't think about it all the time. Because otherwise you will be a nervous wreck. If you're more of a gambling type. I couldn't do it. If you're a little more loose with your money, you can get away with it because you can do like, oh, I lost over here, but I'll just play it again or I'll play over here. And I'll... See, I can't do that. I'm so not a gambler. It makes me so anxious. <laughs> I would never be able to do this. Just the thought of it. It's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't. I can't do this. <sighs> yeah, exactly. That's why it's weird that either one of them are in this because they're so both, they're both so cheap. That... Yes. They're definitely not Wall Street type investing guys. I do think that George, he thinks he's going to make a lot of money because his buddy did. So he's just like, oh, okay, well, I'll do it because this guy's saying that I'll make a lot of money doing it. Sure, I'll try it. Let's do this. That's true. Yes. And he's a little bit more gullible with that kind of stuff. So like the second he gets into it, I feel like he kind of regrets it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. He kind of got pushed to do it. That's true. Well... Yeah, that's true, because if the guy's telling him, like, I've got a beat on this stock, you should invest. Right. And then he keeps seeing it go up. He's like, well, I've got... It's a FOMO. It's, it's the... He, he doesn't want to miss out on making money. Exactly. Right. What if? 
George thinks about asking the guy that's at the hospital, Wilkinson. He keeps, Wilkinson Mm -hmm. is this guy that informed his friend about it. And he's like, well, maybe I'll just go to the hospital. And Jerry's like, well, what if the guy is in an iron lung or something? What are you supposed to do? Go in and be like, oh, how are you feeling? How's the stock? (laughs) (laughs) Have you been paying attention to the stock? Oh, my God. But again, this is exactly where it's so much different than it is today, where now you'd look up articles, you'd look up statistics. There's a million different ways to figure out what experts think is going to happen to the stock, which is usually them manipulating the market. We'll get into that one day. But uh, when I have my my other podcast, (laughs) um, back then, if you were trying to find an expert's opinion, you had to actually physically talk to someone. And figure right. out what they thought about said s- such stock. And I th- think it's George here who's like, well, maybe he's just there resting. And they're at- <laughs> and Jerry's like, who goes to the hospital to rest? And they're basically like, well, don't do anything until you hear from me. I wrote down, I like the moment of accidentally talking to the wrong person. Oh, they're in line and oh, yeah. Jerry moves up in yes. line. And George says something... He thinks to Jerry, but it's just to the person that yes. kind of cut in line. Yeah, there. who just walked into the store. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's like a good, you never see, you don't see it on TV now, but it's like a good real moment. That's where that actually, could happen. that happens. And I have done it. And I'm like, oh, Everybody I thought it. you were somebody else. And yeah. they laugh and I laugh and I move on. And right. I feel like an Everybody idiot. Does <laughs> Everybody does it now even more because you, you look down at your phone or something. Right. And you look up and, oh, I'm talking to a stranger. Yep. <laughs> I don't want to talk to a stranger. I got to get out of here. God willing, you don't say anything like Outrageous. bad or like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Someone's going to be like, what is wrong with this person? And knowing me, I always say something crazy. So it's going to happen. Feel, I feel like this whole next little bit was just because Jerry had stand up about going to the, to the cleaners. Because this Probably. whole next little bit is Jerry is at the cleaners to complain about a shirt getting shrunk. And it's right. this hu- very humorously shrunken shirt. It's this yes. little shirt. It looks like a child's shirt at this point. Yes. And the guy is asking Jerry if he has the receipt. And Jerry's like, I don't have the receipt. And he's like, well, then how do I know that we did the shirt? And so it's just this whole idea of complaining to customer service you think yes. that Jerry would be called a Karen now, or you think that he's got a legitimate point? Because to me... They shrunk the shirt. That is a legitimate point. That's right. I believe... I mean, yes, there's definitely people out there that bitch about things that they shouldn't bitch about, and they need to stop doing that. Or they but go over the top. Or they go over the top, but there's if legitimate... If you say, hey, this thing, you know, explain it, what the heck, why did this happen, just don't become a jerk about it. Right. The, unless uh, the only is, play... Unless they're being a jerk back. That's the only problem I always have is if the person that you're talking to, if the customer service you're talking to is horrible, and yes, I have worked in a a service industry before, so I can kind of say this, okay? I've worked with the idiots who talk back to customers. (laughs) If they're talking back to you, of course you're going to get hot-headed and heated and and yell back. But the Karens of the world are the ones that are doing it anyways, even when the person has no say in the matter or... Is trying to be polite. Sure, that's yeah, the problem. If, if it's someone, if it's someone that you're talking to on the customer service line, 
I always say, like, your company sucks. I'm like, and I realize you, oh, you can't do anything about this. I've but said your the company same thing. horrible. Like, I was, like, screaming. And I'm like, it's not you. It's this stupid company. And they're like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, because, that's... and it's just good life advice, too. Because to your point, if you start shouting at someone, they're going to take it personally. Absolutely. Like, but in this case, this cleaner, I assume, owns the okay, place. This, this guy is... And, they, and he knows that they shrunk it. Playing like, the I, game. I, I'm just saying because I think that there are times when you can have legitimate complaints as a yes. customer. And some people need to realize that you can have that. Yes, there's Absolutely. times when you, you shouldn't complain or to just to complain or whatever. But there's right. legitimate complaints to be had out there. Yes. And we shouldn't go too far into the, oh, well, I can't say anything because I don't want to be I... accused of... I don't want to go af- go viral on YouTube or TikTok yeah. because I'm complaining. No, sometimes... I've complained there's... before. Yeah, I complain all the time. I'm a... <laughs> I do it all the time. Well, I, even the other day I had ordered something and it said it got to my house. I opened my door and it was absolutely the opposite of what I ordered. I ordered yeah. a mattress and I got vitamins. Seems about I'm right. sorry. A $50 mattress and I got these like $5 vitamins. What the hell is this? <laughs> so anyway, like we were saying, the whole point of this scene, I think, is to get to the stand-up because I like, and, I, and I've and i said this, I haven't said this to anybody, but I always want to use it. You think that this is a scam where I go around the city showing this shirt, trying to get people to admit that they shrunk the shirt? Right. Jerry just wants this place to admit that they were wrong. He just wants a place to finally admit that they did something wrong. Now, right. of course, we know that because of own liability up to a and mistake. stuff, they will never own up to a mistake if they don't have to. But some companies are big enough where they just do just replace it really quickly because it's right. faster than having to deal with you admitting the, the mistake. Him saying, like, I just want you to admit that you did it. And the cleaner, like... Refuses. No, no. Well, he refuses at first, but then he he leans in and he whispers... We shrunk it. He just, like, <laughs> he gets, so he admits it. And then you get some stand-up about going to the dry cleaner from Jerry. So I think that that whole bit was just to get to that stand-up. Right. I think I, it makes sense, because it was a bit of off the beaten path. Just uh, like our conversation. Yes. Totally off the beat path. Yes. So let's, <laughs> so let's keep going. Back at Jerry's apartment, Elaine is complaining about the cats again. And she doesn't understand why people like cats. Is it because they're smart is it because they're clean and she doesn't like animals in her purview. She likes animals, but she doesn't want them around her. And I think that this <laughs> I think that this is consistent with Elaine throughout the series cuz like is. we didn't even talk about when they're ordering lunch and Jerry wants to order the tuna and Elaine stops him because the dolphins get caught in the nets. This that this was a big thing back in the day. Uh, and Jerry complains about it for a second and then he doesn't and he orders something else. And then the second that it goes to George, he goes, ah, the tuna. (laughs) So he doesn't care at all about Elaine's bids to save the tuna. Right. Well, right now, tuna is endangered. Tuna is endangered? Yes. Is that, how can that be true? It is. There's got to be millions of them. There's a shortage right now. All right, whatever. Well, get somebody get the tuna. Why do you to... say it like that? Yeah, I'm just saying. I my it, poor tigers are like that... are in like, pretty much they're at the point of extinction. They're like about to say that they're extinct in the wild. Well, that's sad. how depressing is that. So tuna is endangered now because of idiots. 
you know, sharks are all endangered because of idiots. <sighs> Again, we uh, another pot for another pot. <laughs> but I just think it's um, funny that the tuna are actually endangered, and that's uh, it's part of her bid. It's the dolphin. She, it's part of it. She jokes a little bit about what would a tit man charge to rub out a couple of cats, and they're clearly joking. And and he says like. So. Oh, can't be too expensive and elaine says maybe she can go over there later and shave them so that they won't uh leave the dander on her um (laughs) as someone who is allergic to cats i've never i don't have anything against cats other than and other than they i'm allergic to cats well they're kind Um, of jerks they're just not yeah they're kind of jerks they're just not as friendly (laughs) as a dog they are very they are self-sufficient i'll give them that they are very smart i've seen cats where yeah they're self-sufficient but they force you to do stuff for them so I don't know how it's Yeah, because they're smart. They're like, do this. Eh, Harvey does that to me, though, too. But this is a preview for later on when in the series where they literally do kind of hire a hitman to rub out a couple of cats. We'll get to that one day. So Kramer walks in and he's smiling and he shows the paper again because now it's down $1,500. Yeah. And it, this is the point, I think, where Jerry decides he's out. He, he can't do it anymore. He's selling. And because he put 2500 in, it's down 1500 more. So he's out like 4000 bucks at this point. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, see, I know nothing about it. I didn't well, know he was I mean, out I think like that's, that. That's the way he's quantifying it. Okay. He's not really down twenty five. He's down you know, 1500 or whatever. He's yeah. not Because you can't lose more than you put in. That's not, Okay. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe you could. Maybe you could owe the stock market money. <laughs> you owe them money. They come. They come and get you if they if you don't if you don't give it. I mean, you from the repo man. Yeah, you want to see people be really conservative with their money? Then tell them that if it goes lower than what you put in. Yeah. So Kramer is looking with binoculars at the people at the bus stop. <laughs> and there's a, apparently a hot girl at the bus stop. And I do love Jerry's like, oh, yeah, and you're exactly what she's looking for, too. A stranger leering from 10 floors up. <laughs> and Kramer decides to go talk down to talk to her. It's such a Kramery move here. It is creepy. It's totally creepy. Yes. Uh, but it is very Kramer to be like, I'm still going to, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going down there to talk to her. It's great. George comes in, and this is a great little moment of George coming in. And he just rolls onto the couch. Like, from the back end, he just rolls slowly yes. onto the front of the couch. And Jerry asks him if he went to the hospital, and George says he was there for 15 seconds. He's like, well, did you mention Simons? And he's like, yeah, I mentioned Simons. Next thing I knew, I was in the parking lot. For a sick guy, he's very strong. <laughs> so Jerry says he's selling, he's taking the loss, and George says he's going down with the ship. So when we come back, Jerry is... In Vermont with Vanessa. Yes. It's raining. So now he doesn't have to worry about the stock tip, at least. Right. He's, he's he doesn't no want to worry about, about the stocks. Right. He doesn't want to be anxious about it. So he's like, I'm just going to go on this weekend trip with Vanessa. But it's raining. So they don't have anything to do. They ran out of stuff to talk about because they had the road trip there. Yep. And then they're just stuck in this room together now at this bed and breakfast. Sure. And, oh, I did write it here. Maybe this is one of the reasons that he doesn't. He won't do this ever again. Yeah. And you get some internal monologue about him trying to figure out exactly what to talk with her about. Because he's like, we've run out of conversations. 
Um, Which is weird to me, because I feel like if you're in a relationship or if you like somebody, yeah, but it's after, hard to f- no, run out. No, 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 no. I agree in, in, in a little bit, but it's easy to run out of conversation with someone if you don't have everything in common or if you don't have topics to talk about. If they've been dating and they've been seeing each other yeah, and they go on a road trip, so you have the road trip to talk about, uh, to talk, and now you're just stuck at the bread and breakfast, you're going to run out of topics because you're going to run out of catching up and things like that. I, I guess. think. I don't know. I I'm possible. married and I never shut up with my husband. So it's kind of one of those things to me. I feel like there's always something to talk about. No, I think that there can be relationships that are, but I, I, I think that it's plausible for sure to run out of conversation. Okay. <laughs> fine maybe i'm just an anomaly then because i just i don't i feel like there's usually something to talk about unless you really don't like the person and then there's nothing to talk about because you don't really want to talk well i think that's what he's finding out too that maybe they don't really like each other as much as they thought because they've run out of stuff to talk about so now that they're now there isn't a thing and he doesn't like the silence that's another thing there's nothing to talk about but he can't take the quiet when you're in a relationship, there's a lot of quiet. You're just kind of sitting there with each other. <laughs> with your yeah, own, like, and, and it's not a big deal because that's just what it is. It's like well, if you were yeah. by yourself together, that's it. It's yeah, fine. I, su- I suppose that's true. So I mean, he I've never doesn't, been like, he, they've run out of conversation and he doesn't like the silence between them. And he's trying to come up with a topic of conversation. So she won't tell him the kind of perfume that she's wearing i don't know why like it yeah, is that seems odd it is one of those things where it's like why won't you tell me this so it's of course gonna piss him off because sure. he's like well i guess now i can spend the rest of this weekend trying to figure out what perfume that is right he asked somebody for the paper so he can look at the stock and now it's gone way up <laughs> of course and so vanessa's like i told you that the stock market market fluctuates and he's like yeah everyone knows that but I just got fluctuated out of $4,000. This is the $4,000. Okay. So it must have went up enough now that he would have made $4,000. He would have made four. Yeah. So that's why he's out for because he didn't get it. Right. Exactly. So then Vanessa makes the comment of like, that's probably why, and then trails off. So this is one of those passive aggressive things. You're going to, you're telling him off now, but you're forcing the issue. Cause then he's like, well, that's probably why what? And she's like, that's probably why we're staying here. Now she's kind of insulting the amount of money that he spent to get the bed of breakfast. Oh. Uh, well, okay. Uh, All right, lady. Here. Shut up for a while. Well, I it's think a at bed this point. And breakfast and it's raining. I'm so sorry it's raining. If I would have spent five grand, it would still be raining. Sorry, it's. It's my well, two cents I, I think, on that one. <laughs> I think this is definitely where they realize that they're done. Yeah, right? like they to your point of not of running out of things. You're just to say. looking for little things to be mad at each other right. about. They now. ran out of things to say. They're looking for things to be mad about each other. It's just a lot of we're done. tension. Yeah, and th- and this is where Jerry's internal monologue is like, okay, I've only got like what thirty six more hours of this. <laughs> right. He realizes he's kind of screwed. And then we get the final. I feel scene. like at that point, just leave. Just leave early. Yeah, it's done. Yeah, why not just leave early? Yeah, you're right. I guess unless you can't get that money back. Even would you then, rather not get that money back and just go because there's nothing? And have a really nothing... crappy weekend? Or... Yeah, yeah. 
You're right. They should have just left. Back in New York then, George is... We're, we're at the coffee shop. Yeah. And George has a cigar, made them get a bunch of food. There's a bunch of plates uh, yeah. between the three of them. And he's treating them to the meal. And George is acting like all, you know, big shot, like yeah. high and mighty. He's act- like, yeah, definitely being a big shot here. He's talking to everybody at the at Monks. And he's like, come on, come on, eat something. Get something, get some more. <laughs> and, oh, before that, we get a call back to Superman. Because George is like, maybe if you were with your friend Superman, could have reversed time. Gotcha, <laughs> gotcha to get out of that weekend. Gotcha to keep the stock really letting he's Jerry like, have it. He's, he's, uh, he's twisting that knife a little bit. <laughs> Too bad you can't get your buddy Superman to fly around the earth at super speed and reverse time. Get all the money back, could have avoided the whole trip to Vermont. Superman can go back in time? We went over that. Yeah, he really is. He really is. He does that a lot. I'm starting to dislike George a little bit this <laughs> <season>. <laughs> George is a stinker. He is a stinker. It's true. Elaine is like, wait, Superman can travel in time? And Jerry goes, we've been over this. (laughs) (laughs) Which means that there is a scene outside of the show where Jerry is explaining the intricacies. I bet it was when they dated. I bet it was when they dated. You think so? Yes. You think that's that's uh, that led Elaine to be like, "Okay, I got to get out of this. No. No, I'm just, I'm thinking that it probably came up that he's super into Superman when they dated. Right. And it was one of those things where you're discussing it. I assume that they've probably talked about it as a friendship, but I think she would be more apt to listen about it and a relationship. And he probably oh, would have yeah. gone on a uh, longer tangent. Yeah, then. I suppose that's true. I suppose that's true. Yeah, you're In a right. friendship, she probably... she's going, I don't care. Pa- like... Yes. Yeah, you're right. I was, I was going to say maybe not, but like, yeah, you're right. Past the point of the friendship phase she's gonna be like yeah right for superman like she's not right like like, okay well good for him being able to fly that fast like whatever (laughs) what we find out is that wilkinson isn't out of the hospital yet and george says you'd be surprised at how long it takes you to recover after a nose job so that's that's the reason that wilkinson was in the hospital was for a nose job stupid nose job i feel like nose jobs were a thing a definitely like a 90s thing i i mean correct me if i'm wrong folks at home i don't know but i feel like nose jobs don't get as a lot of play anymore it wasn't it's not a big deal anymore i to what, get you mean, a like nose. A, oh, to, to get one? To like, I think it depends. Not necessarily to get one. I feel like people don't put as much emphasis on, oh, I have a big nose or something. I'm going to get a nose job. I don't think, I think it, it depends. I think it depends on location okay. and type of people and stuff like that. Absolutely. Okay. I think it does. I would kind of hope in this day and age and the accept your body phase is, that we tend to be going into that it wouldn't be such a big deal anymore to have those features. It's supposed to be like a unique thing about you. That's what I was taught. You have a big nose. That's a unique feature. You should embrace it. Embrace it. <laughs> I just. I, don't I think, think it was a bigger stigma back then. Well, it was a, either a bigger stigma or it was just in vogue to that people oh, that were too. getting them. Because we, there's a whole another Botox is a huge thing too nowadays. Yeah, Botox. Botox probably was the last. Any, one like, there's a lot was. of things like that. Yeah, I guess but Botox probably was the last beauty thing, plastic surgery-esque thing that was a fad. 
But I just, I feel like Noah's job was definitely like the night. And maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it does happen. I don't, have I met people that have had a nose job? I don't know. Right. I guess that's kind of my point. And I don't think I have. Sure. Back then, I think that was kind of the thing to do is to get that nose, that, that perfect nose, that nose job. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Nowadays, it's like, well, you want to plump your lips and you want to put the Botox by your eyes to get rid of crow's feet and all that stuff. All right. we'll, we'll, we'll obviously talk more about this when we get to the nose job. And I don't know the name of the episode where where they're real and they're spectacular is. I don't remember what I, that one might be. Just remember. called the implant. I don't remember. Probably. I don't. I don't remember what the episode of that one is called. But plastic surgery, maybe it was just more of a thing in the '90s. I don't know. So anyway, Elaine then says that she gave her boyfriend an ultimatum to choose between her and the cats, oh, and well, he can never chose do that with cats. an animal lover. You can never yeah, do that. That's their family. They're telling her, you lost to the cats, and they're, like, making a big deal about it, and I don't have cats, I don't have pets, but if I did, yeah, I'd choose the pets. Of course. Of course you would. Yeah, I'm sorry, but uh, if you're really truly giving this ultimatum, if it's me or my family member, my pet, get out of here. But again, I think this is a generational thing, where this is 30 years ago, and they're whatever that generation, Gen X, or a baby boom, or whatever generation this group of people is yeah they didn't think about pets the same way that we do right now right so maybe it is just a generational thing where i mean and i know people that probably would say the same thing no it's just a pet but well, I've, i know people more... older that would say stuff like that yeah so i think you are right about it being a generational thing but more often than not people our age it's like no that's part of their family of course the guy chose the cats over yes Elaine. It's the article of millennials are buying houses and with yards for their pets. Yes. Yes, I am. Of course I am. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Yeah, so I totally understand this guy's point of view. And Elaine tries to come back and be like, well, it's not as bad as losing out to a perfume. So uh, That one's weird. Well, because Jerry must have told them she wouldn't tell. She wouldn't tell me. Yeah, and I bet that there's a whole off-screen argument that they must have had yeah an yeah. argument where he kept trying to get the he name starts the probably perfume. like searching through her purse <laughs> trying oh, to this... find the perfume the whole thing about the perfume could have been an entire jerry arc in a future it really could episode. have it really could have george brings them both close to the table and he tells them wilkinson's got a new bite tramco out of uh springfield they're introducing some sort of robot butcher. Oh my god. If you want to get in, there's a little time. And I love how much he thinks he's like this big shot now. Oh, oh yeah. and they Jerry asks him, like, okay, how much did you make off of this? And he tells him eight grand. So he made eight grand off of this uh, investment. Yeah. Pretty good take for Yeah, George I mean that's there. pretty cool. Yeah. And then, and then he is still cheap because he gives uh, a bunch of money to the waitress, and he's like, "That should cover everything, sweetheart." He calls her sweetheart, which is yeah. such a nineteen eighties, nineteen nineties thing to do. It's a gross um, thing. And he's still cheap though because he like, well, wait a minute, let me look at this. <laughs> and he and takes, he takes like, a, couple a of dollar. Yeah, yeah. If you zoom in, he takes a dollar back. So he's uh, got this big shot, hey, come over here, sweetheart, attitude. And he goes, uh, I'm still cheap. Give me that dollar back. <laughs> it's too much for a tip. Again, pretty much how I would be. Even if I was trying to act like a big shot, I'd still be like, well, I can't give away too much here. 
just just enough so that people think I'm being a big shot. Oh my god. So then the final stand-up that we get of the season before the season is over is about being afraid to invest. And again, I don't remember anything about this one. No, he's just saying that people tell him he's, that yeah. he needs to let his money work for him. And he goes, you know what? How about I work for my money? Yeah, I'll work for the money. Relax. Yeah, I'll, I'll, and I'll let the money relax, yeah. Which I think, yeah, it, it, it's the safer route. I agree with him on this one, you know? You don't want the money to sure do something stupid and you have no control of it. So But you should do something with it. I'm bad I'm at not it doing too. that. I'm bad at I'm it. I'm not too. doing it. I refuse. <laughs> I'm not investing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. Are you kidding? Oh boy. Rachel has all of her money. Don't well, tell I guess me I where shouldn't... it is. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's all in gold and it's buried under a tree somewhere. <laughs> or is it? Or is it? There may be a hidden treasure map somewhere in my house. (laughs) The man that kills me will know what to do. (laughs) And that's the end. That's the end of the season of Seinfeld. All five episodes, we have covered it. We did it. Yep. What did you think of the stakeout? uh, No, you said it again, Kevin. You just said the stakeout. (laughs) (laughs) What did you think of the stock tip? I'm not a big person that likes stocks and stuff, so it kind of, to me, that was the background. The stock part was the background plot to me, and I wanted to know more about going on this this vacation, and I wanted to know yeah. more about the cat. So yeah. it wasn't a good episode to me, just because I'm not into the stock market stuff. And I felt like, I know that's a whole episode and like, the arch, but I was more interested in the background actually you know i didn't think about it that way until you just said it and i think that it is that those the other the being stuck on the weekend yeah and the cat situation would have been better episodes yeah with just the stock stock. in the background yeah it's just in the background there all of a sudden george makes eight grand that would have been funny as that could have been george's art yeah yeah Yeah. i kind of wonder if if the folks at home do a little rewrite do a little spruce up with the characters that they become and just kind of redo this episode see how it would turn out i don't know what kramer's arc would be uh, I guess it could be the same thing. Where Something he, with he that woman a... in the ba- that bus, that oh, bus yes, lady right. woman. The woman. No, no, no. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. Oh, oh, here we he go. He secretly invests in it, even though he's been talking it yes. down. And then he takes out the woman from the bus. Yes, and him and George the... like. Yeah, and then he <laughs> takes the woman to the bed and breakfast, and they have a really good time. Ooh, like that's oh, the I end like of the episode. That. Where like Kramer and, comes oh, back, or, and, and like, Kramer and him back. see each other at the or yes. like yeah. Or Kramer comes back, and the last scene is like, "Oh yeah, we just got back from Vermont. We had a really good time." He has some they, like they Quaker went a different outfit. weekend. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They went the weekend after Jerry and had right, a really exactly. great time. Oh, yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. See, that's so a good there plot. you go. We've got, we've got, we got, we got one. We figured out a new one. We got a new episode. But, but yeah, so that being said, we've done it. We've gone through all five episodes of Seinfeld. It was a journey unto itself. And just as we did, I don't know, again, where you're putting this in, but as we do when we get to the end of the season, Mm -hmm. we should 
rank the overall season. We'll exp- we'll say if the overall season has shelf life or not, and rank the episodes individually as well. I can go first unless you want. Do you want to shoot for it, or should we? Who wants to go first? <laughs> so uh, you want, well, all right, okay. We'll shoot. We'll shoot for it. Whoever loses has to go first. Ready? You want odds or evens? I want evens. Okay, you want you add evens. I got evens. I got odds. All right. Okay, ready? Hold on. I gotta stretch for a second. Apparently the dog wanted in. Okay. Okay. Ready? One, two, three, shoot! One, two, three, shoots! I can't see yours. Oh. (laughs) What do you got? You got evens? It's a two. Yeah, I got evens. Okay, fine. I'll go first. (laughs) Okay. So, as per usual, I will start this five to one. Well, let me... I don't think I can do that. But go on. Okay, I'm, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Because I'm going to... I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. This is... This season gives me warm feelings. There's a lot of nostalgia that I feel with this season. Yes. Individually, I don't think any of the episodes make the shelf. No. They're fine. There's nothing bad about any of these episodes. There's good parts about them. There's some good conversation... If I were to individually say, oh, I'm going to put this episode on the shelf or something like that, I don't think I would do that with any of them individually. Because nothing about it is super good. Nothing is like, oh, wow, that's great. But as a season, I'm going to say it it makes the shelf. I think it has shelf life as a season, as a just kind of forming what Seinfeld is and and little moments along the way. Yeah. And if you're buying the DVDs, which we will always recommend, you don't buy the DVD by itself. You don't buy just season one. You get season two as well. So it's not like you really have to make that choice. If you're buying it digitally, you probably can just buy season one. (laughs) I think you could buy individual episodes too, but... Yeah, you can buy individual episodes too. I don't know if I would buy any of these. I would just enjoy it in syndication maybe. Right. Although we haven't even gotten into the politics associated with the syndication rights, because you know how we, I don't want to get political. But <laughs> So anyway, yeah, you only get, you get season one and season two as a package, unless you buy the okay. individual seasons. So maybe it's just like a, you know, see it, watch it when it's on TV. I don't okay. know. Let me try a ranking though. And I'm going to get this wrong. And if you were to ask me on the street a week from now, I'd have a different ranking because it's all about how I feel and how, how the conversations went between you and I too. Sure. We've gone through it. I think it's probably affected my ranking. I'll start with number five. At number five, I have the pilot. It's just because it's a little weird. I think that there are good moments in it. It doesn't upset me to watch it. It doesn't feel unSeinfeldy. It's just probably the weakest one. I don't think it's the weakest episode of Seinfeld. It's just the weakest episode of this season. Yeah. At number four, I have the stock tip. Yeah. Nothing crazy about this one. Like We just said how we thought we could make the episode better. So again. Right. At number three, I have male unbonding. I think that there's some good moments in this one too. Yeah. But overall, it's just kind of here episode. Sure. Number two, I have the robbery. That one yeah. scene that we talked about, I think kind of boosts it and allows it to be at the top. And again, I think our conversation about it probably elevated it just now. And number one, I have the stakeout. I like the dynamics of the stakeout. I like the way that these characters are interacting with each other. I like Elaine and Jerry's interactions. I like George trying to do the art vandalay and being a liar and then being bad at being a liar. I think that's the strongest they've had. It has a lot of moments. 
Yeah, and I think it's the strongest that they are in this season. So that's how I would rank them. But again, I don't think any individual episode makes the shelf. But as a season, because of the warm and fuzzies, I gotta yeah. let season one make the shelf. It's got, sure. It has shelf life. It has shelf life. Well, I have to agree with you on your ranking and your thoughts on it. Because it's... <laughs> No, I'm, I am dead serious. So for me, that first one, they weren't really themselves because it was the pilot. So none of them were right. really in their skin yet. So it just didn't feel like Seinfeld for me. So yeah, I think it also is the weakest. And then I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm going to agree with you that it goes uh, the stock, well, the stock tip, mail and bonding, robbery, and then stakeout. Yeah. <laughs> Which is literally just going backwards from the season, pretty much. But still, I really liked all the characters in the stakeout. I liked how, like, there was a lot of character development that, like, I love Elaine. So I love that she got, like, that was, sure. she was brought it is, in It is a very episode. Elaine, yeah, it's a very Elaine episode. Yeah. And so I really liked that one as my top for the season. But it is, it's, to me, it's about the moments. It's about the, the jokes that I remember and all of that, that, keeps season one on the shelf okay so we are in agreement so put see put put it on the big board put it on our shelf let's turn and raise it uh, <laughs> that's what we need to do like a rate like a ceremony where we place it oh on the gosh. shelf <laughs> so season one of seinfeld oh up on the sh- maybe you have to make put a music cue or something <laughs> uh, it goes on the shelf so there you go we've done another one and we're just cruising through. We've only got a couple more here to go through. No, yeah, that's for crazy. season one or series one, collection number one, whatever you right. want to call it. So, with that being said, I will say uh, it's been great talking about nothing. I hope that you've all enjoyed our journey through the first season of Seinfeld and our journey through nothing. <laughs> and. We've got a couple more for you here on the first season. Rachel, any parting words? Well, what's the deal with having to say something? Why do you have to, Why do you have to say goodbye? <laughs> Just say you're done. Why is it so awkward? Just say goodbye. <laughs> so with that, I am Kevin. And I'm Rachel. This has been Shelf Life. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>